Good afternoon, I'm Richie, and uh, today I'm going to talk about Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. I'm not going to talk about the record in general, but instead talk about how the record was came to be. But first, before I do that, let's take a brief look at the history of the Beatles. The Beatles come out of Liverpool and, um, and became very popular in England in 1963. They didn't. The popularity really didn't hit over here until six, 1964, uh, when, when they were guests on the Ed Sullivan Show. That's when they were introduced to the, uh, the the people of the United States, and from there they became national sensations. But as time went on, the um, uh, the Beatles uh, toured incessantly. They could not get a break between recording and uh, uh, touring, um, and that became a uh, a drain on, on was starting to become a drain on their creative creativity. Now, there are several reasons why the Beatles quit touring. One was. Like I said, between the recordings and constant touring, it became uh, it became a noose around their necks. They just couldn't do it anymore. And um, uh, and plus, there was something said by one of the Beatles that really upset a lot of people. So their lovable mop top image was starting to become tarnished um, when they were appearing in shows and their Last year, last uh, and final tour, people were boycotting them as well as the supporters were there. So it, that was coming to an end, and they were also getting tired of the mop top image and the, the teeny bop or bubblegum music type of uh, um, label that was being put on them. So in August of 1966 at uh, San Francisco was their last tour date. So, when they when they decided to quit touring, their music was starting to get more and more complex. Uh, it was getting harder for them to reproduce their music in, in, in a live venue. They, they, they were more into the manufactured uh, sound of the uh, music, the machines used to record and, and whatnot. So that was also one of the factors that the, the, why they wanted to stop touring. And mostly to shake that image of teeny boppers because they, they felt that they had a more um, uh, they had more to give uh, artistically than just she loves you yeah 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 and, and whatnot so uh, in 1966 that was it they, they stopped Touring, people didn't even uh, had didn't hear from them 
for um, a long time because there for a while they were putting out hit after hit after hit after hit. And, um, and the hits stopped. And this is when they, it was like a transition. Uh, it, it went, um, it, 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 they were going from that lovely, lovable little mop top, teeny bop group. They were growing up basically, and uh, uh, their their music was becoming more geared towards adults than it was for the young people. So, um, with the touring done. They took a they took a, a hiatus, and their music was starting to get more complex. And um, their sound started to change. You could hear it as Rubber Soul came in. You could hear that there was a change with their with their music. Their music wasn't that uh, uh, bubblegummy. Sound that they had. Their music was more of an artistic, uh, had a more of an artistic flavor to it. So, um, and there's a lot of things that were uh, influenced that influenced their change. And one, and like I said, one was they were growing up and they wanted to reach a more uh, mature audience. And um, uh, they were sick and tired of the touring and, and, and everything, so they took a hiatus. And, and like I said, mentioned earlier, there was nothing that they they made nothing uh, between Revolver and Sgt. Pepper, which was like maybe a, a a good year. People didn't hear anything, and there was rumors going around that they had broken up and all of this. And they, um, uh, which wasn't true. And they were um, starting to uh, cultivate a different look, as well as the, the, the different sound that they were generating. Now, in 66, when you listen to Revolver, psychedelics had a lot to play with their with their with their style of music the, 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 as the music was getting more complex it was getting more fueled by the psychedelics that they were taking and there's a lot of there's a couple songs he said she said and um, uh, tomorrow never knows are definitely by the admission of John Lennon himself were fueled by uh, LSD and psychedelics. So, as they were coming out and, and transitioning, they cultivated the new look, they, they were cultivating their new sound. Revolver had, uh, uh, was a, you can really look at Revolver as a lead-in album to what they, where they were going just by the music they were making. And Rubber Soul, you could actually look at that too because that came out in 65. It was a more somber 
sounding album. It was it wasn't that upbeat, up key, fast, uh, bubblegummy music. It, it, there was a lot of um, really good artistic work done in, on that album. Uh, more bluesy. Um, the revolver started to. to um, experiment with um, uh, the sound the birds were making at that time. The musical group, the birds, had that the, that guitar sound. They were using, a, uh, they were starting to use that style of guitar work on Revolver. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sgt. Pepper was definitely a departure from the uh, the bubblegum group that we all knew and loved back in the day uh, in the early, uh, mid 60s 64 65 and this transition actually happened over a two year period they weren't really f famous they were only f they were famous for two years before they they, they had enough of a mop top image and they wanted to do their serious recording. So, uh, Revolver did lead their song, lead into, into Sgt. Pepper, and their songs became more edgy. Like I said, with uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, and He Said, She Said, and, and, and with the likes of those songs. So, people were starting to question, well, are the Beatles, what, what's going on? They're not that lovable mop-top yeah, 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 band anymore, and it um, it definitely did uh, shake a lot of foundations. So, when you look at Sgt. Pepper, the album, you can see there's a total transition from the mop tops to uh, who they were at that point and their music was artistically um, complex. Their recordings were very, very complex. Uh, they were uh, uh, making sounds and turning them backwards. You can hear it on Strawberry Fields forever. They were taking the voice tapes and, and holding the loop so the voice would drag. That was another, they were doing all of this technical uh, stuff. And, uh, and they couldn't actually go out and reproduce this the, the, the way it is. And uh, and at this point in the game, they wanted to just be seen as serious artists. They were uh, they were artists, uh, obviously before, but. When it came right down to it, they didn't feel that they were uh, they were serious or being taken seriously, and they uh, definitely uh, were a serious. By this time, were a serious band, uh, and so they, they did. They took a break and they went in separate directions. Now, how this album came about is that Paul McCartney, while on hiatus, he was vacationing somewhere was traveling either by train or bus or whatever he was. He had a, um, 
a, a, a vision to do a concept record, something that would break the Beatles out of the mold of the yeah, 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 um, uh, top glory days. And he came up with the concept of them actually taking on the alter ego of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. They were the they were Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And so with this, he went ahead and uh, you know, when they when he got back and they got back together for meetings and, and, and whatnot, he threw this at him and says, Hey, well, why don't we try doing this if we're all if we don't want to break away from uh, uh, the mop top scene, why don't we create alter egos for us and we become Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band? And the band really, really enjoyed it. You know, they, they liked that idea. They said, yeah, that would really put us into a, uh, a very serious position. Uh, people would start looking at us more seriously. So they went in and they started recording. And um, their first actual hit that came out of it was Strawberry Fields Forever, was the 45s. Back in them days, you bought 45s and played them on a record player. Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane were the first to come out of those set with the Sgt. Pepper sessions. Even though that song, those two songs were not on the Sgt. Pepper album, they were sh they showed a. Uh, glimpse into what was going on, and I remember watching the, the video, in fact, the video for Strawberry Fields Forever was the very first video done by a, a rock band, and Dick Clark played it on his uh, American Bandstand, and now remember, nobody's heard or seen the Beatles, or even heard anything new from them for a year. This came out, people were just like, you know, those aren't the Beatles. What's that? Who's that? And they got really, they had a real, um, uh, not a problem, but the transition for people looking at that, they, they couldn't, it was hard for them to conceive that these were the Beatles and this is the type of music they were doing and whatnot. So, uh, that is what set the mood for what was to come in 1967. And in 1967, this album was released, and the rest is history. It, uh, it marked, uh, it marked, technically they say it marked the Summer of Love kicking off by that album. They, they released it in June of 67, obviously. And, um, it, it, when you when you open up the album cover, you see all four of them in there. They all four have mustaches. Well, Paul McCartney was in a like a little motorcycle accident and ate the pavement and uh, had to have stitches on his lip. Well, the scar was really he didn't he didn't feel comfortable with the scar, so he started he was growing a mustache. He started. Mustache, and the others thought it would be a good idea to to uh, uh, grow mustaches with them in for that album, and and that's what they did. And 
that's why you see them with mustaches. It was a joke. It wasn't. It wasn't actually going to be incorporated in the album, but since McCartney grew his mustache after that uh, little accident he had, they all thought it would be fun to grow mustaches. And in fact, if you bought the original album back in the day, there was a little cardboard thing in there that had a cutout mustache, so you can join in on the fun too. <laughs> yeah. So, but. Um, it was a very complex album. It was very technically complex. Like I said, they, they, they were messing with the voice loops. They were uh, recording cymbals and then playing them backwards. You could hear it in uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. John Lennon's voice on that it is really hard to distinguish. It, it, it really, yeah, it's hard to tell that it was his voice because of the way they, they messed with the loop. So, um, Yeah, the Beatles, they, um, and, as, and as they went on, uh, uh, they, their music got more complex and more complex, uh, and you can see that right in, uh, uh, right up to the day that they, they stopped recording and, uh, and, and I'm Abbey Road. From, and it's interesting to look from the time that they started in 64 and ended in 69. That's only a, a five-year period, five-and-a-half-year period, how much a band changed with both their sound and their image. It's interesting. Um, in, in the Sgt. Pepper album, actually opened the doors for a lot of other artists to go ahead and uh, record like that. That opened the door. They, they were very innovative. Uh, the Beatles were. And, um, and like I said, they continued to evolve right up they continued to evolve right up to uh, Abbey Road. So, uh, yeah, Sgt. Pepper was a great album. It definitely was a uh, a takeaway from from the uh, mop top lovable mop top Beatles back in the '64 era, and also if you look on the album cover and you see them uh, standing in front of that big bass drum holding their instruments, off to the left you can see the old Beatles all looking somber, and somebody said I don't know how true this is that they're looking at a grave says the Beatles and they're looking at what they used to be and they're burying that image I don't know how true that is I guess you can you can make up whatever you want with it when you look at that album cover but you can see them stand the wax figure standing there and uh, looking looking into you know almost like looking in looking at their own demise as these new uh, uh, Beatles uh, emerged it's interesting. It's a great album. Uh, give it a listen. I'm, this is my very first podcast. I'm sorry if it's all mumbo-jumbo and whatnot um, in, in due time and with experience. It can't get better. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you again. Bye.